Welcome back to Beyond Well. I'm Sheila Hamilton. And wow, was this an enormously big week for mental health. Simone Biles was expected to be the story of the Tokyo Olympics because of her long series of jaw-dropping performances up to now. Instead, she became the story of the Olympics because she's not performing. Citing her mental health, she removed herself from the women's gymnastic team. And a day later, she withdrew from individual competition altogether. I can only imagine, Dr. Polo, that when this kind of thing happens, a person like yourself who makes it his business to treat, to educate, to be able to disseminate good evidence-based information about mental health, you get very, very busy, huh? Very, very, very busy. And it's a, it's a double-edged sword because on one hand, the events of what occurred with Simone Biles are tremendously helpful in terms of combating stigma, Yeah, but it creates a cascade of work behind it, as well as a tremendous amount of effort continually re-educating folks on what does this mean? What does it not mean? What could it be? What could it not be? And mm. as you probably have recognized, there, there have been some missteps in, in terms of some things that have been said in the, in the media. Yeah. Uh, and so it does create a lot of work, but in the big picture, I think it's still good we're talking about mental health. So I get up every morning at 5 a.m. because I used to be in morning radio and I haven't quit that habit. I like to read a variety of news articles from all over the world and from different political perspectives just to kind of keep myself in a state of where I'm paying attention. And the one that really caught me right away was there was an article that says Simone Biles withdraws for alleged health concern, meaning that mental health in the mind of this editor or whomever wrote the article didn't actually qualify. A mental health concern didn't qualify as a health concern. And so I immediately wrote that paper and they actually took it down. They took it down because they were just unaware of how stigmatizing that headline was. And, and, you know, the sad thing is it could be that that was not intended to be negative. It could be that there's some other story behind that. But yeah. what they don't recognize is words that you use around this need to be very carefully, carefully crafted. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it sound like, well, if you have a mental health problem, that's not a real problem. It's only alleged and you should be able to, quote, power through it. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think the takeaways from this are? Uh, I'm curious about the impact on both society at large and maybe even in the athlete circle itself. Will we see a change both in the mindset and the awareness of athletes regarding their mental health and also how did it, it impact the public? I think it might be helpful first to just talk a little bit about athletes, particularly high performing athletes. It's easy to assume that being an athlete is all about physical capability. And that's actually not true. A tremendous yeah. amount of effort that goes into being an athlete relates to concentration. It relates to focus. It relates to hard work. There's so many of those emotional components that go into developing to become a high-performing athlete. And very often, athletes are their own worst enemy. They tend to really want to perform well. They tend to want to be perfect in what they do, particularly for those kinds of sports where you're scored. And in addition to that, they're not only performing for themselves to try to compete, they're usually on an audience. And at the Olympic level, they're on the global audience. And many of them sometimes even find themselves in situations where not only do they want to win because that's the goal of, of their own personal desire to be good in their sport, but if they don't, they feel that they're letting other people down. Mm. And think about one of the tweets that came out recently where 
Somebody, uh, I'm not going to say who, but uh, somebody uh, referred to Simone Biles as a national embarrassment. Yeah. Well, here's the way I look at that comment. Imagine what it must be like to be an athlete where you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. Because that's exactly what Simone Biles said. I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. Everybody is watching me. That's a lot of pressure. So I, I do think to the original part of your question, athletes talking about mental health and revealing that they're normal people like the rest of us mm-hmm. also have their struggles with anxiety, also have their struggles with performance, also have their struggles with depression. It humanizes all of us and it allows us to maybe think differently about how we give a little bit more leeway when folks are having trouble. I think the quote that I love the most, which, which came from uh, Naomi Osaka, the, the tennis player from, from yeah. Japan, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. It's you okay know, not to be okay. It was interesting for me just because a lot of people were, I think they were under the impression that athletes who are performing at this level already have sports psychologists and performance reviews and they have mindfulness meditation apps. And wait a minute, they have every opportunity afforded to them. And they didn't, it seemed to me that the public didn't quite understand that the things that throw us off, which is social media, the expectations of the press, the idea that we're always supposed to be so consistent, that there's a way in which the public didn't want to afford her the right to be normal in a way. Because right. they, they assume that since she already had all of these, her resources at her disposal, that she should be above all of that. It was interesting. And you know what? To some degree, it's a lack of recognition of what it takes to become a yeah. high-performing athlete. You know, athletes will tell you they need to be in their zone. You know, yeah. they very frequently have all kinds of little self-strategies to help keep themselves focused, first of all, so they can perform whatever the the sport is, but also focus so they can tune out all the noise, yeah. the media, the reporters, the audiences, the fans, and so forth, so they can stay in their zone. Mm. And when athletes already have concerns and worries behind that, like all of us do, and they fall into a situation where they're out of their zone, they now have to worry about some risks. And Simone Biles, I don't know if people listen to what she actually said. When you practice as a gymnast and you do some of the moves that she does, there's a lot of risk to to injury. If you're not confident that you're in your zone to perform, not only are you not going to do well, you're also potentially going to injure yourself. That's not going to help anybody. Yeah, it was fascinating when she described what was would happen when she got into that state of high anxiety where she got what they call the twisties, where the she twisties. was yep. unable to actually see kind of where she was in space and time as she's flipping through the air upside down. And, you know, it's funny because anyone who saw a bone poking out of her leg would say, and she absolutely should not perform, right? right. But because we can't see that injury where she's having that somatic kind of disturbance, people assume that she can just push beyond that. How do we get over that myth, Dr. Polo? Well, you know, part of the challenge here is that uh, we have to be very respectful of Simone, first of all, from the perspective that she hasn't actually said, hey, I have the following condition. And nor should she feel required to. She doesn't need to justify why she has chosen necessarily 
to pull out of competition. Mm -hmm. I, I think her desire to pull out of the team competition was noble and people don't realize that. She yeah. did not want to risk that the team would miss out on winning a medal because her performance was below par and she yeah. knew she couldn't perform. So yeah. she, she really did that as a sacrifice to, to help the other team members and they went on to win silver. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you know, when it comes to anxiety related to performance, there are times when you will have anxiety where you can apply yourself in the moment mm -hmm. and overcome that episode. You know, we typically hear about people that need to focus on breathing, think carefully about the things that calm them down. Maybe they need to kind of uh, practice a little mindfulness and they're ready to go. And more often than not, my guess is there are many athletes that have those moments, but there are other events related to anxiety where it's not that easy. It may be a 10 or 30 minute process. And when you're at a competition where you have to perform now, you may not be able to accommodate. And then there are some folks that will have difficulties with anxiety where they may find themselves in a period of anxiety the last hours or even days. Yeah. So we don't know if, if Simone or any other athlete for that matter has had a discrete diagnosis with anxiety in the background, but even if they do, that doesn't change the fact that they are a high performing athlete that when they feel ready to do whatever it is that they're competing in, they do it very well. Yeah. It doesn't change who they are. Yeah. Well, I think it's wonderful on the heels of Naomi Osaka and um, Kevin Love and many other, just some of the best athletes in the world who have been open about saying, yeah, I perform with this. I, I go above and beyond my state of anxiety every sing single time I'm coming out there, which makes it interminably difficult to yes. Yes. Think about them doing it above and beyond getting over all of those physical manifestations of anxiety. You know, I do think that Naomi Osaka's journey in the last few months has really been quite impressive, particularly when you think about the fact that she's from Japan where the Olympics are being held. Yeah. And to some degree, sometimes in some of the Asian cultures, there's even more stigma when it comes to, to mental health. And, yeah. and her story is very compelling. You know, she, in the French Open, she had to pull out. And the story was she didn't want to meet with some press reporters and she got fined. Yeah. And so finally, she decided to pull out completely. And she said, hey, look, I love the press. I don't like all press conferences. She pulled out highlighting her mental health that she wanted to focus yeah. on the Olympics. She also didn't complete in Wimbledon. Here she is back in the Olympics. She was performing great. You know, unfortunately, she got pulled out and she, she already lost uh, one particular match. But she was able to come back and say, you know, the reality is I've struggled with anxiety and depression. And she's talked about what it's like to be on public display all the time. I'm just wondering whether or not you think that there could be any kind of softening uh, from coaches' perspective, because I saw on social media a lot of people showing the clip of Mary Lou Retton performing yes. anyway with a stress fracture, and that's what the ideal should be. And I'm like, really? We're going to sacrifice these people's bodies so that we can bring home a medal? Well, you know, what's interesting is I bet if you were to ask Mary Lou Retton, she would probably say, hey, listen, my ankle was hurting, but I was in my zone. And in fact, I knew I was going to potentially hurt my ankle, but I felt okay to go forward. Wow. And guess what? Sometimes you have anxiety where you say to yourself, it's not enough to stop me. I'm going to move forward. Mm. The real athlete is the one that can decide when to move forward and when not. Yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. I think that this is really sensitive because it's conjecture, but 
This was the anniversary of one of the dates in which Simone Biles was allegedly abused by her coach. And I've had many people say to me that there should be more discussion about traumaversaries, which is where you return to the place or you return to a setting in which something horrible happened to you and what kind of impact that has. Do you feel comfortable talking about what that could have done and how that might have played into her decision? Um, I do feel comfortable about talking about that kind of in a surface manner in the sense that I would not want to project knowing things uh, that are factual that we don't know. Okay. So are individuals that suffer from trauma at risk from what you call traumaversaries? Absolutely. A traumaversary can affect all kinds of things from a relationship, from performance at work, from performance in, in a sport, uh, from social withdrawal. So there's no question about that. Simone Biles has been open that she's had trauma in the past. And my guess is that she has not let that trauma prevent her from continuing to pursue her desire to be a world-class gymnast. And in fact, she's probably the finest gymnast alive today. Now, despite that, could it be possible that part of her anxiety is related to things that we're not aware of that may correlate to trauma from the past? Yes, that's possible. It's not the only reason that she might have some anxiety, but but it is possible. Mm-hmm. And certainly we know historically that many of these athletes that literally spent years training while they're still young adolescents, are sometimes at risk for uh, trauma and abuse. Mm -hmm. There are other athletes that have talked about that, particularly divers have talked about their experience as a young adolescent training with tremendous uh, physical capability, but at very vulnerable times where they've been taken advantage of. Yeah. And so that's another another element that sometimes can be problematic for these kinds of athletes. I'm just very curious about how she unspools it from here. Part of the healing as I see it will be that the focus will go away from her. She'll be able to go back home with friends and family and hopefully have some fun for a while and chill out. But beyond that, what does a person who who performs at the level that Simone Biles do to get her head state back to that place where she can perform confidently? That's a great question. And that's a very difficult one to answer because there are some realities to the fact that she's now older. And I don't mean that she's old, but when it comes to gymnasts, you know, they're at their peak performance in their teens and early twenties. And she's now 24, I think. So she's a superb athlete, but the reality is she's not going to be a world-class gymnast for 30 years because no gymnast is a world-class gymnast for 30 years. So even without what has occurred at some point in her young life, she will have to transition from being that athlete that can perform to whatever it is that she's going to do next. Look at Michael Phelps, star swimmer, still a young man mm-hmm. is getting involved in all other kinds of activities that are meaningful to him, that give him the ability to still kind of use his name and his yeah. brand for good. And in fact, mental health is one of the areas that, that he has focused on. Mm-hmm. In Simone's case, time will tell what is important to her. Does she choose to go beyond uh, what she's done so far in terms of trying to support mental health? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Do we know if this is going to be her last Olympics? We don't know that either. Mm. 
What we do know, though, is a lot of attention is on her. And that's a lot of pressure for anybody. Yeah. Ever putting the the weight of an entire country's pride on one human shoulder just seems to me like, what did we think was going to happen? Yeah. You know, but it's also, I just noticed because I'm on social media and watching young people a lot, like she was tweeting and um, Instagramming and TikToking. And, and sometimes I just think this allows people to see how many people are commenting and what they're saying and who the naysayers are in a way that I cannot imagine could be good for your concentration or focus. I don't know. What I do know is that she shows a tremendous amount of strength and resilience. Yeah. She's not only going through this challenge, she's doing it with a world audience and she's doing it with pure class. So, you know, that speaks volumes about who she really is as a person. We haven't seen her break down. We haven't seen her run away. She's been open and honest. She's been the best support for all of her teammates. If you want my honest opinion, she has really represented the U.S. extremely well as an Olympian because the goal is to represent your country. The goal is not really always just to win. Right. Yeah. What a wonderful idea. I'm hoping that what she's done in saying, I'm a top performer, I'm someone you can look up to, and even I need a break is something that's going to like resonate throughout companies, throughout other organizations where they put an, an enormous amount of pressure on one person or the leader. And I, I'm just hoping that that there is kind of the groundswell of like, well, if she, if she did it, I, I could probably do it too. Well, you know, I'll share with you that I hope there's a lot of young people that are watching and listening and that they have the ability at a much younger age to conceptualize, hey, you don't always have to be perfect. Mm. It's okay when you can't do something. And furthermore, it's okay to even say, you know, I'm not in my right mind right now. I I don't feel comfortable. I I need a break Mm -hmm. because our life is becoming so complex and so stressful. Very briefly, Dr. Polo, while I have you, and this is only just like a two to three minute conversation, the recent news about the Delta variant is so problematic. You know, it's more, it's more contagious than the chicken box. It's more, I am seeing a lot of people start to have real panic and anxiety around, are we going back into quarantine? How will I do this again? I can't do this again. Do you have any words to calm people? Yes. Remember that, first of all, on the medical side, the Delta variant currently is more contagious, but not more dangerous. And vaccination is effective. And we will continue to develop whatever boosters we need for whatever other variants come out. We're entering a period of uncertainty because we may be having to backtrack a little bit. The good news is we are already at 50% of the population vaccinated. My guess is this is going to push more people to think twice about getting vaccinated. Yeah. Our journey through the pandemic may be a little bit longer, but it is going to come to a close. And, and the struggle is, remember, dealing with the uncertainty. And I remind folks, hey, when you're in a situation of uncertainty, pull back, focus on what's in front of you. What do you control? What are the things you can do to help yourself? Mm. Let those bigger issues unfold. It's so wonderful that you said that because today I was thinking about, okay, if it happens, what did I do during quarantine that actually worked versus all those things I tried that didn't? <laughs> so I'm pretty clear on which ones were were good for me and which ones were not. And I'm, uh, I'm well, I, you I, know, I, 
I'll share with you. I, I, I love exercise. So I created a home gym. So I guess I'm going to be using it longer. There you go. And it's also, you know, it's a lot like when women have that second child. It's just not as dramatic. It's not as panic inducing. You kind of know your way around yourself, right? In order to find the things that work for you. So I'm looking at it like that. Like we're just going to go through another childbirth. Ho hopefully this one's easier. We're Dr. all going to make it through this. Um, I'm so excited to be able to talk about something as current as the Simone Biles case. And if you have any other questions about what's going on with the news, or you want us to answer some of your questions about your personal struggles, we are here for you. You can always email us at Sheila at beyondwell. Also, we have an amazing, incredible series coming up in September on abuse, substance abuse and addiction. And this is one that I know Dr. Polo is going to be helping us on immensely. I can't wait for you to meet our partners at Fora Health and to also listen into these incredible stories of recovery. Give us a thumbs up wherever you listen and stay well. <laughs>